God has a specific desire and design for your role as a mom. Join me as we discuss common mom stuff and how we can and should view it from the heart of Jesus. My desire is that you will leave each episode with a smile on your face and empowered to be one step closer to the mom God has called you to be. Hey, it is Tiffany with the Mommyhood Empowered Podcast, and we are in the middle of a series. The series is called Don't Forget to Take Care of Yourself, because as moms, we definitely can forget to take care of our own self because we are so busy taking care of everyone else, our husbands, our friends, our kids, the cat that we don't think about taking care of ourselves. And it is so essential for us to take care of our own self and make sure that we are whole and healthy so that we can show up well for all those people that we desperately really want to take care of. In this series, we are talking about six different areas of everyone's life that should be intentionally nurtured during motherhood. Now, these are all areas that when they're tended to and taken care of, they will help you feel better physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And therefore, whenever all of those things are feeling better, you're going to show up as your best self to your motherhood gig, which I know is so important to you. Otherwise, you would not be listening to this podcast. The areas that we are talking about, the six areas, in case you have missed it, it's physical health and appearance, which was on last week's episode, episode 19. Go back and check it out if you have not heard that yet. And then today we are going to be talking about uh, taking care of our time with God. And then next week we are going to focus on friendships. After that, we move on to creating fun in your life. And then we will talk about works, dreams, goals. That's all in one segment. And then we are going to wrap up our series with rest and restore. And I can't hardly believe I'm about to say this, but whenever we actually get done with this series that we are in, it is going to be almost the end of summer break. I don't know about you guys, but... It is going so fast, and I want time to slow down. So anyway, these are the areas of life that I committed to keeping and making a priority in my life after I had kids. I'm convinced that this is one of the main reasons that I have never felt like I lost myself in motherhood for any extended period of time. Now, I mean, I've definitely had those days. I'm sure we all do where we do feel like motherhood has ran us over with a big old dump truck. But for the most part, I've stayed committed to these six areas of life and nurturing them and growing them. And as a result, I still have a resemblance of the Tiffany I was before I had the title of mom. My motherhood was only enhanced by me keeping my ability to have a foot in the door per se and a strong foot in the door of all of these other six areas of life, the things that made Tiffany, Tiffany. So today we are going to talk about making time to spend with God. On today's episode, we are going to discuss ways 
to be creative and intentional about taking care of yourself in this way by making time to spend with God. I want to define for a moment what spending time with God means, because especially if you are new to being a Christian, this might be a little confusing to you. This is anything that invites God's presence into your life. Things that open up space for conversation with God or hearing from Him. So things that would fall into this category would be praying, reading the Bible, singing worship music. These are all things I would classify as spending time with God. First, we are going to talk about some excuses that can get in our way of spending time with God. Any and every excuse you have been using to not spend time with God has got to go bye-bye. If you aren't willing to get rid of the excuses you've been using, then honestly, listening to the rest of this podcast isn't going to do you a whole lot of good because you will never put anything we talk about in today's episode into practice if you insist on letting excuses sit on the shelf of your brain and your heart. So I want you to decide that excuses are of no worth to keep around. Think of them as dust collectors. And we all know dust is just annoying. And the less things we have to dust, the better. So let's get rid of the excuses. So what excuses are you using right now? Whatever it is, if something comes to mind, what you are using as your get out of jail free card, like write it down, tear it up, throw it away. Sometimes making something no longer exist physically will actually help it not exist mentally either. I've heard many a speaker at various women's groups offer a pass to moms of littles saying, this is a busy season. Don't stress out about not spending time with God and reading your Bible. And you know, every single time I heard that spoken, it never sat right with me. Even though I honestly desperately wanted to believe what they said, I wanted to take that pass. But now that I am seven years into motherhood, I know why it didn't sit right with me. It's because it is the essential key to making everything else about motherhood stick together. It is quite literally a mother's lifeline. It is the glue that holds your sanity together so that you can help hold your marriage together and your family together. Moms of Littles, I am speaking directly to you. When I say this is the very season of motherhood that you need to spend time with God the most, it is absolutely essential for you. Now, before you start sweating and thinking, well, how in the world am I supposed to add this to my plate? Let me assure you that we are going to discuss simple and creative ways for you to get your time with God in so that he can empower your motherhood. You know, God is a God of multiplication. And I believe this is true for a mother's efforts in spending time with God. I believe God meets you where you are 
and that he can speak to you in five minutes of prayer just as easily as he can in 50 minutes. So the how you spend time with God is going to look much different for you than someone without little kids, but the results, they can be the same. In my early motherhood years, I put time with God on the back burner. I would say out of the six areas of life that we are discussing during this series that this particular one, time with God, and also the rest and restore area, those are the two that I really gave the cold shoulder for many of the early years of my motherhood. And I paid the cost. I paid it physically, emotionally, and spiritually, and I do not want the same thing for you. Thankfully, I saw the error in the way I was living, and I put those things back in the forefront, and I saw a revitalization of my life when I did that. If I could go back to those early motherhood years, I would not accept the past, and I would actually dig my heels in even deeper into spending time with God. No, I didn't have time to cross-examine every single Bible verse, but I did have time and enough brain power to pray and to worship him. I did have time to read the Bible 15 minutes a day or to at least have it read to me on Audible, but I fell victim to excuses. I pray that if you are a mom of littles listening right now, that you decide not to let excuses make you a victim too. The biggest warning I could give a mom is don't use the excuse of, but I'm a busy mom to get in the way of doing anything in your life, especially spending time with God. We need to stop accepting excuses and we need to stop handing them out to other moms as well. We need to hold ourselves accountable and we need to hold each other accountable to continuing to spend time with God, regardless of the motherhood season. Why do I feel so strongly about this? It's because the number one thing that will increase the quality of your motherhood and the other mothers that you are in with your circle of influence, it's, it will make you and your, and their motherhood easier. So start promoting moms to be spending time with God and lead by example. I can't imagine any mom not signing up for something that they knew the guaranteed payoff would be a better motherhood. I know you can't spend hours on end locked in a prayer closet, but you can get creative about what you can do to spend time with God. And that is what we are going to talk about today. So sign on the imaginary dotted line that I'm holding up for you right now, and let's go get it. So first we are going to talk about creatively finding time and space and intentionally doing it. Obviously, you don't have as much guaranteed time to do with whatever you please when you have newborns and toddlers, especially if you have several kids. The time that you do have is mostly sporadic and not your idea of perfect, and it most definitely probably isn't quiet. But that just means you have to be intentional and creative. I have always been fascinated about the story of Susanna Wesley. She is the mom of Charles and John Wesley. They are both famous preachers, amazing preachers that changed their world and led thousands and thousands to Christ. Their work still influences us today. So Susanna, she had 19 kids, only 10 of them survived, but she had a house full of kids, right? She, on top of being a mother, she took care of the farm. Her husband wasn't around much. And even whenever he was, it is said that they fought a lot. 
but she didn't let anything stop her from spending time with God. She had a prayer apron that she used. She would put it over her head and she would just sit down in the middle of their little floor and she would pray. And whenever the kids saw the apron over her head, they knew to leave her alone and not bother her that she was praying. Now, I'm going to read into the story a little bit here, but I can't imagine the house got really quiet with 10 kids running around, even if they did notice that she had the apron on her head. But she did it anyway. She did it imperfectly. She did it with what she had when she could. And that is what God wants from you too. He wants you to do what you can with what you have when you can. Susanna is a great example of a creative use of what you have, using what you have and also intentionally making a plan and sticking with it. She had the goal, even before she had kids, to give God time in prayer. Her goal was actually to give God one hour of prayer for every one hour of entertainment that she enjoyed. Well, she became a mom and there wasn't any time for entertainment, but she still knew that she wanted to have prayer in her life. She knew it was the key to a well-lived life. She knew it was the glue and the essential part of her motherhood. So she committed to two hours of prayer every single day. And that's exactly what she did without fail. Her intentionality and creativity paved the way for her to survive a life filled with hardship. You know, they had a lot of debt in their house and tons of kids and the people of the town didn't really care for the family very much. Maybe you can kind of relate with that description, but none of those outside influences that would make you want to retreat and stop and not be intentional with your commitment. She just pressed in harder and the payoff was huge in how she was able to hold her family together and how two amazing preachers developed from her house. These preachers literally changed the culture of their day. I want you to ask yourself right now what you have available to you that will allow space to spend time with God. You can get so caught up in the fact that your time with God doesn't look like a comfortable chair with a hot coffee and soft worship music in the background that you don't end up doing anything at all. That's not what I want to happen. Look for the unexpected places. Look for ways you can piggyback on an activity that you are already doing. Maybe it's time that you have in the car alone or almost alone. You know, maybe you're going to and from work. Maybe it's after you drop the kids off at school. Maybe it's whenever you're on the way to the grocery store. Or perhaps it looks like making a point to get up before everyone else does or staying up after everyone goes to bed. Maybe it's during nap time. Maybe it's during lunch break if you go to work. I'm a big fan of spending time with God while I'm doing something else. For me, when my body is busy with something I can put on autopilot, often that's whenever my mind is able to focus more on God. So you can also consider unexpected places like running, walking, or other forms of exercise, or maybe doing the dishes or cooking dinner. Anything that you can put yourself kind of on autopilot about, you can talk to God during those times. I encourage you to ask God to help highlight places that could be used to spend time with him and watch him deliver. You are going to have to be okay with editing how, when, and where you spend time with God as circumstances change in your life. The amount of time and the ways that I spend with God looks different at different times of the year. 
I have more time during the school year because I am kid-free a larger portion of the day as opposed to summer when I'm with the kids 24-7. So in the summer, early morning, preferably, as soon as I wake up, that's whenever I try to spend time with God. I don't typically do as many Bible studies or devotional books during the day because the kids are at home. And honestly, it just gets frustrating to try to do that while the kids are around. But the fall looks completely different for me. I'm still able to do some early morning things, but I'm also able to get some afternoon Bible study in. And I can play worship music all day long, really. I mentioned earlier that reading the Bible, praying, and worshiping God are all ways to spend time with God. And I want to dive into the specifics of those just a bit. Reading the Bible. This is so important to do. And I think it is often the, the item that gets thrown off into you know the chopping board by most of us. It's because it requires concentration and at least semi-quiet, and moms are in short supply of both of those things. But being intentional and creative, you can make it happen. It just won't look like it did before kids. The Bible is related to water several times in the Bible. And that is exactly what it does for your soul. God's word waters it. It refreshes it. It helps your soul grow. The Bible has the answer to every question you could ever have about parenting. The word is living and it is active. It speaks to you in various different ways, depending on how you need to be ministered to. The word is not stagnant. I always know that someone hasn't actually read the Bible when they say it's boring because it is anything but boring. The story I always think of whenever I hear somebody say that the Bible is boring is the story of Deborah whenever she stuck a tent peg through a dude's head after she had fed him a glass of milk to help him doze off. Like, ouch, that's not boring. That's a pretty amazing story. The dilemma for moms in Bible reading is this. Spending times of time in God's word requires chunks of time where it can be quieter and you aren't already doing another activity so that you can actually read. I know that you can have the Bible read to you, and I think that's fine if that's absolutely the only way it can get done. But for the most part, I think with intentionality, you can take 15 minutes to read the Bible, to read a passage. I like to hear the Bible passage read to me only after I have read it myself. By reading it myself, I'm able to take in more because I'm able to highlight and write notes in the margins and I'm able to reread the verses fairly easily. Really, this is going to be all about setting a time of day that works best for you and sticking to it. I find things that I commit to in the morning are guaranteed to happen for the most part and things I plan for later in the day never do. So reading my Bible is literally the first thing I do every single day, right after I brush my teeth, go pee and make my coffee. Joining Bible studies are one of my favorite ways to take in God's word. I recently have had the opportunity to be part of a few Bible study groups and this is a great way to not only know God's word, but to meet other moms as well, which is even better. You can check out what your own church has to offer or look at other local churches. You don't have to go to that particular church to be part of their Bible study. The Bible studies I attend actually 
do not come from my church. Prayer. Prayer is something that is done first thing in the morning also. It, I do it for my household, my kids, my life. My first prayers are actually said while I'm still in bed. You know those early moments between whenever your alarm goes off and when you actually get up? My prayer is very simple at that time, and it is just me acknowledging that I'm putting the control of my day into God's hands. And I usually wait for a moment and also ask if there's anything God wants to say to me before I get out of bed. I pray in the shower. I pray when I go on runs or walks. I pray when I'm blowing my hair. I pray in the car. I find it easier to pray whenever my body is busy doing something. Often instead of sitting still and praying, I will walk the house or around the house if it's a nice day. Praying with my husband together is something I want to get better at. We are at our best whenever we do this together. My husband is admittedly better at this than me. He does a great job of of praying for us as we lay in bed and get ready to go to sleep for the night. My goal right now is to remember to pray for him as he's walking out the door in the morning. When my kids were newborns, I would use the time nursing to pray. I definitely got a lot of time in prayer during the nursing stage. But the point is, is to find a space in your day that you can pray. Something is there. So again, ask God to highlight the area and then be intentional about keeping to it. Going to church is another way that we spend time with God. This is non-negotiable for every Christian. Once again, there's too many excuses that have been handed out and believed about this. Don't fall victim to the excuse that you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. It isn't about your ability to get into heaven. It's about the quality of of your life that you can experience here on earth by being plugged into a community of believers. There are going to be obstacles to getting your family to church, no doubt about it. But remember, no excuses. The payoff is beyond worth the effort. You know, right now, currently, I've got some obstacles. My daughter cries every time she knows we are going to go to church because she knows it means that we she's going to have to leave my side. She starts crying as soon as she wakes up on Sunday morning and every Wednesday afternoon, too. This is an obstacle. It pulls on my heartstrings and it can create a crazy atmosphere that makes it feel like it would just be easier to stay home. But we go anyway. And you know what? Two minutes after I leave her in her class, she's completely fine. And by the time I come back to pick her up, she won't even come to the door of her class to get picked up because she's having so much fun. It's an obstacle that I overcome every single time because the payoff is worth it. There will be opportunities for activities that you will have to say no to in order to make church the priority. The more you get used to choosing church over other activities, the easier it's going to be to say no to those other activities. Your heart will actually crave going to church more than anything else anybody else could offer up. Here's something to think about as far as activities goes. Maybe those activities don't occur at the exact same time as church, but maybe you are so tired from the activity happening earlier in the weekend or week that you think maybe it wouldn't be so bad to skip church and sleep in on a Sunday or spend an evening at home on a Wednesday. 
I truly understand what it's like to make yourself go to church on Wednesday after working a full day, because that's exactly what I face too. But our family makes the priority and we do it. And you know what? I have never regretted going to church. I've only ever regretted not going. There are very few things that get chosen over church attendance for us. These things are usually things like vacation or a special event that happens one time only. We make church a priority because it changes our family's life. It surrounds us with Christians that we can do life with. It teaches us God's word. It strengthens me to be a better mom. And remember, a little side note, it's easier to get your children to church when they are younger than when they are teenagers. My ultimate goal is that they fall so in love with God that they don't ever want to not go, even as teenagers and adults. Worship music is another great way to spend time with God in praising Him and giving Him thanks. This is the easiest one for me to carve out time for because it doesn't take really very much effort for a whole lot of payoff. All I have to do is say, hey, Alexa, play worship music or whatever artist or song I am wanting to hear. I am currently loving Rend Collective and Elevation Worship. Hillsong is always great too. Times you can usually find me worshiping with music is when I'm getting dressed for the day, doing my hair and my makeup, or in the shower, in the car, literally almost every time we are in the car, I always have worship music on and you can find me singing along and praising. I also like to do this during dinner time or whenever I go for a run or a walk. Truly, I have worship music on every chance I get for most parts of the day. On the rare opportunity that I do find myself at home in the evening alone, I definitely play worship music. This is my favorite, although it rarely gets to happen these days. And don't just listen to the music. Sing along. Close your eyes unless you're in the car. (laughs) Raise your hands. Truly enter into worshiping and connecting with God so that he can connect with you. Let his presence wash over you wherever you are at. His presence is not limited to a church building. It happens in kitchens across the world, and it happens in cars too. I hope that this episode inspires you to evaluate the time and the ways you are spending time with God and tweak where it needs tweaked. Above all, I want you to be encouraged that regardless of the season of motherhood you are in or what your time with God has been looking like lately, that God is waiting with open arms to spend time with you and wants to meet you where you are at in life. And now a prayer for you. Dear Lord, you see this mom that is listening to my voice. I pray that she would feel you drawing her to you. I pray that she would sense how deeply you want to spend time hearing her talk to you and how desperately you want to talk to her. I pray she would believe that you have things you want to speak to her. Give her the faith to hear you. Dear Lord, give her creative ideas on how to spend more time with you. I pray that you would protect that time for her. Dear Lord, show up in a tangible way for her that she would see an immediate payoff from spending time with you. I pray that you would honor the time and effort she puts into this and multiply it, Lord. Amen. Amen. 
Hey, this is Tiffany. You have just listened to the Mommyhood Empowered Podcast. I pray that you have a smile on your face right now and that you are determined to go out into your world and make somebody else smile too. Have a blessed day.